0: Forgotten Flicks, Episode 54, Flatliners, 1990. To the forgotten flicks podcast i am joel and joined actually this time it's different folks i'm just kidding i'm totally joined by jason hey jason <laughs> today is a good day to die it might be after we're done talking about this podcast or this, episode, this uh, particular movie which is of course flatliners we're talking flatliners from 1990 and um i don't know jay do you do you have any pre pre-talk talk or do you want to just get right into the movie
1: actually um yeah this is one uh, we'll get into this but um um i oh, actually oh, we forgot- will get
0: we will get into this
1: <laughs> yo hey you want to get into it you find a girl don't don't be calling me up oh come on um <laughs> um yeah this is one of those movies i we we had it on the list it was a name that i recalled but um i actually had forgotten not the storyline but forgotten a lot about it so um going into it it had been a while since i'd seen it so tonight I have some interesting thoughts. Very very interesting thoughts. Well, wow, so you I, think your own I'm
0: thoughts are very sick. interesting, huh?
1: Yeah, cuz generally okay. I am the best person I talk to all day. So
0: in your own head, <laughs> when you're talking to yourself, you mean.
1: No, 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 out loud.
0: Okay, so when you're sitting there alone talking to yourself, you're the best yes. person you talk to all day? Really?
1: Pretty much, pretty much, yeah
0: and then it the times of wow. people. to me, so. wow that's nice yeah it's good to know <laughs> and um, on that note why don't we hit a little Flatliners movie trailer action
2: today's a good day to die
3: Flatline 30 seconds to go
2: can you recall any specific emotion or sensation no but there is something out there we're running
3: out of time 300
2: clear nothing your heart go again clear nothing I can't
4: hear anything come on Nelson breathe we lost him. no
2: batman i'm going next two minutes to ten was there anything negative about your experience this is too weird we've experienced death now somehow we brought our sins back physically they're pissed that is not hallucination and it is not possible oh my god you withheld information that's the same as lying you wouldn't have done it at least we would have had a choice they're not real (laughs) hey come on they're your sins live with them i do no Nelson, please! I thought i paid my dues! Thank you for the nightmare. No. Come on, Joe! Starting CPR. One-one-thousand. Two-one-thousand. David it! Flatliners. Some lines shouldn't be crossed.
0: The best part of that trailer is when Julia Roberts explodes <laughs> at the end. I mean, that was awesome her lips just kind of go bigger and bigger, and bigger boom and
1: boom you're like, <laughs> and you're like pretty woman no mo so yeah. some lines shouldn't be crossed yeah <laughs> actually that you know our trailers are getting a little better because that oh, one at least had we had
0: some dialogue in that one
1: quotes yeah we had we had some talkage so
0: we had some talkage some julia roberts explosion <laughs> and some kind of weird music that i'm not even sure was in the movie so our, our buddy yeah. JV, we're gonna have to go. Uh, we're gonna have to go a little um, flatliners, spoiler less. JV is um, passed on. He's no longer with us. Actually, I, I'm sure he's fine and probably in great health and great spirits. I think in himself, yeah, really, guys, I'm not gonna give you spoiler <laughs> he's alerts Moved on forever. to the next life. So know this JV, I will continue to reuse <sighs> your generic ones until you supply us with a new one. <laughs> so on that note. Here is a random JV spoiler alert. And not to be outdone, he traps on a pair of water skis and jumps over a motherf***ing, excuse me, excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. Huh?
1: Okay, wait. Did did you play the Jumping the Shark? Yes, um, yes. Spoiler alert. Is. Yeah. Are you trying to say something about this episode? Are we, I, are we jumping we a shark be. here?
0: We might be. Or <laughs> Kevin Bacon's hair might have. Or
1: Wait, you can afford a shark? Hey, come on.
0: Yeah, it's one of those little wind-up ones <laughs> in the bathtub. I like to keep it in the tub with me, along with my rubber deckie.
1: Arr, roll, arr, roll, arr,
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Jason, would you like to... Hit us with a synopsis for flatliners. Would you like to I'm beginning to feel like this might be a flatlining episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many dead references we can make. Uh, this may be yes. an episode that goes down many a rabbit hole or up one or two.
1: <laughs> so yes, let me share this uh stiff <clears throat> storyline. Uh, no, not stiff well, flaccid.
0: I'm standing but... I'm standing erect. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm very erect uh, right now as cold, I stand here. Cold, kind
1: of a cold Yeah. Old storyline. Like a flying no. turtle! Go ahead. <laughs> so this is a pretty basic uh, premise. The The storyline is that a group of five med school students, and we are led to believe they are top of the class in some way, shape, or form. Um, they are the best of the best, although they are kind of ne'er-do-wells and they each have their own issues. Uh, the five of them are persuaded by the lead, Nelson, who's played by Kiefer Sutherland who believes that he can be brought to the brink of death, or at least experience death, and be brought back, and he wants to explore what that means. So he um, brings along his uh, four companions, which are Julia Roberts, who plays Dr. Mannis.
0: Yes, the uh, one you heard explode in the trailer at the end. Yep, the one yep. whose
1: lips blew up. Yep. Yep. Um, Kevin Bacon's character, who is David Labraccio? Le- oh, something like that, yeah which I swear to God at one point, and we'll get to this, when he is in the subway train and the little girl calls his name because they don't really say his last name because yes. they all call him David, I thought she said fellatio. She did. Okay.
0: She did say that. She was, she was mocking him. It's actually, oh, okay. Because I'm
1: thinking, what is his name? And then we're, we're I gonna do we're gonna
0: do something a little surprise later. So yes, we'll we'll get to okay. that. Yeah.
1: So anyway, so David is uh, Kevin Bacon's character, and he's kind of the genius who doesn't like to play by the rules. Because when someone comes into the ER, he does surgery right away without. He's, he's
0: the control his... in the science experiment, as we learn, Jason.
1: <laughs> yes, he is. Um, and then we have uh, William Baldwin plays the uh...
0: Billy Baldwin's a douche. Oh. O P P. He goes for O P P. How can I explain it? I'll you know, take it frame by frame. It. Um, I have y'all jumping around and saying O is for other, P is for people. Scratch your temple. The the last P. <laughs> That's well, not that simple. It's not that simple. It really isn't. It really isn't.
1: <laughs> um, and then of course we have the um, <laughs> the comedy relief in Oliver Platt, uh, who plays uh, Doctor Steckel or
0: or Schmeckel. <laughs> Dr. Schmeckle, <laughs> which I have to be honest with you, I love me some for Platt. I, I love that guy.
1: Yes. Um, I like him in many, many things he's in, including this one. Actually, he was pretty good. But yeah. so they all decide that they are going to uh, they don't want to at first. And, and the whole movie is kind of starts out with, with uh, Kiefer Sutherland trying to convince them all to do this. They don't want to. But he knows them better than they know themselves, because guess what? They all show up. And they all kind of go through this process of killing him by putting a uh, freezer blanket on him, giving him sodium pentothal, which we all know is truth serum, if you've watched any James Bond. and
0: then Or 24, he... which he later would be uh, Jack Bauer in.
1: Ah, true, true.
0: Ah, see, and you so took he... some sodium pentothal, my friend. <laughs> recreationally,
1: recreationally <laughs> <Of course>. only. The <laughs> <Some> nitrous. <laughs>
0: gas. Uh,
1: oh, yes, and he took nitrous, don't forget that. Yeah, so. I wouldn't. He basically goes, his heart rate stops, and then his EEG, his brain waves stop. They give him, what was it first, 30 A- seconds? As
0: did most folks who were watching this film. No, I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding. No, no, we're
0: of Now with more snark. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yes. By all means, please. <laughs> oh, indeed.
4: <laughs> Continue, Jason.
1: So anyway, he goes brain dead. They give him, like, 30 seconds, and they... Uh, bring him back to life and they um, basically proceed to up the ante from this point forward because Kiefer Sutherland has this amazing experience although at first it's a little confusing each one of them wants to go next I want to die next I want to die next no I'll I'll go for a minute I'll go for a minute and a half I'll go for three minutes you take my
0: battleship (laughs)
1: yes so they basically fight over who gets to be the next one to die basically
0: they fight over who has the right to be the bigger idiot
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. and then – so the biggest point of the movie is when they come back from death, something weird happens to them each. Now, I would like to point out here, (laughs) Oliver Platt was the only one who doesn't actually go under, who doesn't die. All four of the main characters – all four of the other main characters do in fact die at varying levels, which, you know, basically at lengths of time, because Kiefer Sutherland was the first to go. Yep. He's, like, 30 seconds. And then uh, Kevin Bacon uh, – no, wait, William Baldwin was next, right? Yes,
0: Billy Baldwin, yeah.
1: Yep, he was next. Billy he went Baldwin, for, like, a minute. Brother of and then Kevin Bacon went for, like, three. And then, of course, they kind of go up from there. But Oliver um, Platt does not die. But all four of the others have these kind of bad experiences after coming back, like they have – brought something back well, from they, the upside. Well, side. as we
0: learned, Jason, it's just we're in spoiler land now, and for those new to the show, that's why we play the spoiler alert, because we spoiled mm-hmm. the mess out of the movie. So <laughs> the reality of the situation is they bring their sins back with them, which is going to be a mild point of contention. As this? As this but, they pi-
1: don't, but you don't know that at, at this point in the movie. Actually, you oh, don't no, know no. This well, quite yeah, exactly. a while into yeah. the movie. It's, it's, um, the build up is that they're all scientists, they're all doctors, they're all trying to See what is on the other side. Um, each one of the five main characters kind of has their backstory of why they're doing this. You know, um, uh, Kevin Bacon is the ultimate atheist scientist. He wants to disprove or prove. See what's you know really there from a biological standpoint. Julia Roberts is obsessed with uh, people dying and having near-death experiences and what you know, they their... see
0: when they die. And right. All that good stuff. Yes.
1: Yeah. So each one of them kind of has a reason why they're here, mm-hmm. and then once they die. Then you kind of see a little bit of what their real. It's almost like opening their closet, so to speak. Yeah, especially
0: right. in Billy Baldwin's case. Um,
1: big, big closet. Yes, indeed.
0: Lots. Filled with, lots um, I porn. believe, <laughs> I believe high, um, or the, those with the high C tapes. The the, or the high eights. Yeah, the I'm trying to remember the, the yeah. The, I don't know if they were high eight cause they but they were definitely those or maybe uh, wow crap VHS C. Maybe that's one thing VHS C. are a little huh.
1: I don't think they were high C.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you <laughs> drank them. Yeah, no, v- I think it was VHSC. I can't remember exactly what the format was, but yeah, they were like the little mic, like they were like part of a tape and you would actually have to put it in. Now, he actually stuck his right in the V-Star, so I'm wondering because, you know, he was a fancy schmancy med student, you know.
1: Maybe he had, yeah, the the uh, fancy player or something, but yeah. yeah, his backstory was basically since we're kind of getting into that, but his backstory was he was the, as we mentioned, poonhound? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good That'd word be, for do- it. Blunt of a point oh, on, and, and I
0: do want to and I do want to say this because later on in our voicemail we have a uh, we have few voicemails tonight. It mm-hmm. is pointed out by a new caller to the show mm-hmm. that it's it's an interesting um, the how can you put this? He, he, <laughs> he makes he makes the point that <laughs> K- Kiefer Sutherland's character, because like you said, we're going to go into this, mm-hmm. is responsible for the death of a child, essentially. But when he was a child, and to and sure. while he was obviously a pretty big d bag of a kid. He it was an accident that the kid died. I don't think they were intending to murder the kid. I think they were just tormenting him like a couple of little D-backs. So as a result, he's the bad guy of the movie. Well, as Noah, the caller points out, and we'll go. He'll go into a little bit in his call. um, Billy Baldwin's character videotapes himself having sex with women completely without their knowledge and Mm -hmm. has a library of it. That's like an episode of SVU. (laughs) <laughs> Law and order, if you're not familiar with it. And he's not the bad guy. Like, his sin is sort of like, oh, it's bad, but...
1: It's- oh, you got caught with your pants down. Oh, yeah, you, you lost your, your girlfriend.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, you're which, such a naughty is-
0: boy. Boys will be boys.
1: <laughs> which is funny. Can, can we talk about the sin thing for just a second? Yes, please do. Okay. So... Spoiler, spoiler alert! Uh, it's a, it's a good chunk in the movie that really this is very clinical. They're trying to figure out what happens. Um, you don't find out until um, good part into it that what they've brought back are their the guilt or their sins or yes or or crabs um, in, in Billy Baldwin's um, story. But basically, things they've done really wrong in their past and or they feel they've done wrong so for um kiefer sutherland you brought up when he was a child he um accidentally he and a couple of his friends accidentally killed a boy by throwing rocks at him up in a tree which is really kind of i thought it was really cool the way they did it because his first
0: the way death, they killed the kid
1: yes you didn't like that no dummy so- the way that they set up the scene where he dies yeah and his first image of death is like this beautiful field and, the and, and wait wait and, and, and then uh, wait, and
0: that wonderful song plays. Hold on. Remember that one part. Remember that what that song starts playing and it's so haunting? <laughs> and then you're like, wait a minute. Holy crap, this isn't Lost Boys. Why is it? It, it it feels just like Lost Boys.
1: I can't believe Sorry. you put that music on there, because I actually thought Man, this scene would be awesome if it played the Lost Boys music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is awesome. And that was not premeditated, folks, I I guarantee it. No, Um, I
0: I was actually loading it up in my little uh, sound card (laughs) as he was talking.
1: (laughs) Yes, because the fly-in scene uh, for that field is very similar to a couple of shots um, from the Lost Boys. But um, I love how they set it up. It was very... Like, he's dreaming of a field, and you see kids running through the field. It's like, oh, he's dreaming of a happy time, and kids are running. There's a dog running through the field with him. And so he wakes up from his death experience basically like, wow, that was awesome. Ah, I just had this vision of me running through a field. Well, it turns out that the actual scene he was viewing was three bullies chasing this poor little boy. They were chasing Elliot. Yeah, yeah, he did. He looked like Elliot from E.T. They were chasing him through this field, chased him into the only tree in this field, and threw great big rocks at him until he fell out of the tree and died. Oh, quick, quick. By the way, when he fell out of the tree, he broke a branch that ended up also killing his dog. So... (laughs)
0: Was it his dog, or was it... Was it supposed to be his dog, or was it um, Kiefer Sutherland, Nelson's dog? Because he kept saying champ? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean the little boy's dog. I mean Nelson's. Okay.
0: Yeah, Yeah, but interesting little trivia note. Again, IMDb trivia. Take it for what it's worth. But it does it is a cool idea is that that whole setup was an in-joke uh, to screenwriters because one of the old adages they always say to, to any mm-hmm. screenwriter is get a character, put him up a tree, throw rocks at him and figure out a way to get him down. Like that's the, that's sort of the analogy they always use for how to create conflict for a screenplay. That, that And this was kind of the literal, this was a literal interpretation of that, <laughs> which I think is actually, even if it's not true, I kind of like that idea that they would have gone that to that length uh, for an in-joke, but, I'm easily amused.
1: You know, because Kiefer Sutherland's beating himself up over this. (laughs) Or the little kid's beating him up uh, over it. Dude, (laughs) how many
0: times did you want to go, I want my $2?
1: (laughs) Yes, because his visions of this boy that he (laughs) accidentally killed, which we don't know the story behind it. So I think they actually told that story very well. But this little boy shows up in his red hoodie. Looks just like the kid from E.T. Was it Better
0: Better Off Dead? Well, he he looks like E.T. He looks like Ellie. Ellie had a red hoodie. And he looks like, yeah, what well, he
1: looks like, yeah. But, for you know, the too. kid that says, my yeah, I that was, $2, that was $2. better off dead, right? Cash. So, yes, it was. <laughs> so he starts having visions of this boy. And at first it's like, hey, there's a boy down that alley. And then the boy's not there. And then it's, hey, there's a boy there that kicks you in the nards. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then beats,
0: pu- the beats your ass you. down like a mixed martial <laughs> artist champion. <laughs> it's like they got a guy, a kid who will, is genetically set for the UFC the ultimate fighting champion and just kicks <laughs> Kiefer's
1: ass. Oh, breaks his face open, and Dude. then at one point grabs a hockey stick and then grabs and an how ice awesome. axe. And, and I love
0: a really good, simple, <laughs> practical effect. How awesome was that moment when he was sewing up his own face and like his all the blood vessels were popped in his eye? That oh was my god. That was a, such a simple effect, but it was so it looked awesome. I thought it looked great.
1: Well, and it was long. Like he—he he didn't just—they yeah. didn't just show a quick shot of him putting a needle through. Like they zoomed in. Yeah, his
0: Rambo he style, actually, buddy.
1: He actually pushed the needle through the, you know, the uh, the makeup effect. You saw him put it through. Yeah,
0: he's sewing he a to the side, skin. Which I think
1: played very well to the fact that he was supposed. You know, he's a doctor. Yeah, that makes medicine, sense. Yeah, and, and and they showed him being very calculated and hey, careful. He's Jack Bauer. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the point of that was, I think. Going back to the end of that rap. I, I don't even know where the hell
0: we're at at this point, buddy. <laughs> I know. It's, it's flatlined. Hold
1: on. <laughs> because Be- it.
0: Sorry, it was the episode's flatlined.
1: Be- Get the battle. The... No. <laughs> no, the point was he's his story is he accidentally killed this other little boy when he was a kid, and he, that's his guilt. With uh, Kevin Bacon's character, his story was. Oh, God, I love that part. When he was a little kid. <laughs> he and a couple of other people really brutally mocked this young um, girl that was at his, I guess, elementary school is really what it was. But they look, you know, older elementary, maybe fifth grade yeah, or so. Yeah, they
0: did. Can I just make a quick point, dude? Seriously, yeah. they were like the lamest sins ever to come back. I mean, seriously. Okay. Look, now, that was, they were me little a-holes, okay? But other than Kiefer Sutherland's character.
1: Well, and, and at least, well,
0: I'll get it. Billy Baldwin, don't get me wrong, he was the douchiest of the douchey. But, like, they, I don't know. I just thought the Kevin Bacon one was lame. Well, the
1: Kevin Bacon one was lame because all they did was call this little girl names, and then the um, uh, the Billy Baldwin was he was just a D-bag. But at least Julia Roberts, at least hers felt – now I'll get into this in a second. But at least her sin was her dad came home from the Vietnam War. They they showed scenes of her welcoming dad home, and they showed her kind of going into a room. And as a little girl, she knew she wasn't supposed to go into this room, but she (laughs) did anyway – And (laughs) because daddy's got to get his fix and dad ran out of the house, ran out to the car and blew his brains out. And so she how is that her sin, though? Well, as a child, I can imagine easily. Yes, I understand
0: her blaming herself. But the idea that isn't about
1: sin—no, no, 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 it's just
0: about guilt. Yes. Yeah, I guess you're right. This whole thing was that. not right. about you're sin. Right. It's it about guilt. all
1: about personal guilt.
0: No, that's true. That's a good point.
1: Yep. Yeah. So she felt like she had done something. Did you hear me, me say this.
0: you're right? I just want to make sure that I am recording.
1: Holy crap. Do you have the record button
0: on? I am. A, oh, crap. I haven't been recording this whole oh, time. Sh- all
1: right. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, just, so just pick <laughs> it up. Just keep going. <laughs> and take two. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so she at least I thought had – okay, so her dad killed – himself and his story was yeah you know come back from vietnam a- addicted to heroin you know blows his brains out because his daughter sees him doing heroin but yeah billy baldwin he just happened to be a a jackass who videotaped women without them knowing it that didn't feel so sinful in that context and really uh did not feel like he had any actual guilt towards it at all
0: oh no 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 oh, he was know, just like freaked, freaked out yeah. out
1: Yeah, is he was seeing in every TV screen or any kind of screen, he was seeing himself making love to these women and the women looking up and saying, why'd you do that to me, Billy? And he's like, ah, but wouldn't it be actually because when his girlfriend or fiance at the time actually finds out like she shows up at oh spoiler when she shows up (laughs) in his, I guess, dorm room at the med school and she's got this deadpan look on her face and she's like, I found your tapes. Even then he's like, they didn't mean anything to me, baby. Uh, there weren't, you know, that was nothing. That was just sex, you know. Even then he wasn't feeling any guilt. Here's
0: my audition tape for the pornos <laughs> I'm going to go into if the med thing doesn't work out. Come on, honey.
1: <laughs> it's it's for Debbie Does the Doctor. That's <laughs> right.
0: Well, you know, and I think what is, okay, obviously that's a pretty awful, horrible, pretty awful, yeah, I know, it's awful, horrible thing it's he not does. not thing to
1: do, but it's not as, but it's it's not I as guess, bad I as... I guess, well,
0: here's the problem, is thematically, why wouldn't they have all had some kind of connection to some death trauma? So that way, whatever comes yeah. back is... Re- like, say, for instance, now, Kevin Bacon, the other problem with Kevin Bacon's is, it seemed like a milder version of what happened to Kiefer Sutherland's character. Like, they were... Now, if that girl had grown up to kill herself and like maybe when he calls to find out where she lives, it turns out she's dead because she killed herself because of the crap he did, you know, or something like that.
1: I agree. And actually, because I'd forgotten this little part of the movie when he because they show actually his um, flashback of him teasing the girl. And Kevin Bacon's the only one that realizes, hey, maybe if I make atonement for my sin or if I go out and try and fix what I did wrong, maybe that'll make these nightmares go away. So he tries to find her. And of course, you know they were like I don't know what eleven in this in this scenario. Yeah. Um. And he tries to track her down, but when he and Ke- and um Kiefer Sutherland are driving down that old road, and they get to the corner of that house, I'd forgotten this, and for a moment I thought, Ooh, I wonder if they're like at a sanatorium or something.
0: That's exactly what I thought too, because I And I thought exactly what I thought
1: actually worked out better that maybe she had done something. Uh, may, you know maybe something had happened to her because of all that she had become cantatonic or she had a psychological break and mm-hmm. he and, and it actually really hurt her instead she's a very successful horticulturalist who has a you know a a kind husband and a beautiful daughter and just seems to have a little baggage you know <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: and
1: yeah. so he apologizes and she says thank you um and of course, I want to point out that the woman that plays hit the girl that he teased mm. Mm-hmm. Kimberly Scott, mm-hmm. um, I recognized her from somewhere. I, 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 I did she's too, been but I, a bunch I didn't look
0: it up. I didn't look it up.
1: No, and but I thought back, she was in the abyss. Oh, you're right. Yes, you're the, right. The characters in, in the yeah, she's abyss. one of the miners. Yep, no. yep. Um, down there with um, and uh, Company, deep Yeah, Sp- yeah. With in the in the uh, deep sea uh, mining you, thing. You so.
0: you totally almost said Deep Star Six.
1: No. <laughs> It would have been cooler if it was Deep Star 6. Jason, but. that
0: was our fourth episode. Let it go.
1: <laughs> God, does it, is it just me or does it seem like that was like 10 years ago? It totally seems <laughs> like it was
0: 10 years ago. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> But anyway, yeah, so his was very kind of light. He was His was easy. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go apologize. And, of course, he brings this news back to uh, Keeper. <laughs> Sutherland's character. Keeper Sutherland's like, yeah, except that the guy that I did it to is dead.
0: Yeah. And, by the way, he just kicked my ass in your car while you were gone. Which, which brings <laughs> yes. me to another point. That whole with lead up to yeah, with but, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, why is there an ice axe in there? It's like the fall.
1: Well, because it, it was like frozen. Huh? Fro- frozen?
0: I, I don't. don't get I, I, I don't get it. No, mean, I guess like it, it was just
1: because Kevin Bacon is supposed to be this, you know, Denver, Colorado guy. He's a he's a mountain climber. He's Who just sh-
0: carries uh, an ice axe around with him.
1: Yeah, in case he has to. Where are they anyway? In this, is it like I New have, England? I or? have
0: no idea. That yeah. We, and actually, a little later, another another uh, voicemail from uh, Tom. He gets into a little bit of the uh, the architectural
1: <laughs>
2: yeah
0: flourishes like, of this particular it, motion picture. It felt
1: picture. more old world. So yeah, I, would I think actually
0: it, didn't hate that. I mean, it was, I sort of like like to think of it as yuppie Gothic.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't think it was bad, but yeah. So but, anyway, yeah, the, the whole thing with um, Kiefer Sutherland. Basically, at that point is when they he's he's in the truck, mm-hmm. and um the little boy you know is kicking his butt uh and and basically picks him with a ice pick or ice axe into his face. But when Kevin Bacon's character comes in, it's Kiefer Sutherland holding the ice pick to his own face, so that I think finally springs the trap that oh, guess what these are all in your own head mm-hmm. there's not ghosts or you know demons or it's not something supernatural it's just You dealing with your own, you know, your own demons. man, does he kick his own
0: ass. (laughs) And and, and I'd like to also point out why why leading up to that moment, it's all POV shots, and you're supposed to assume it's the kid creeping up to the car. When did the kid turn into like a gremlin or like the (laughs) anaconda from Anaconda? Because the the shot is like a foot off the ground.
1: (laughs) And you even hear sound effects. You're like.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it doesn't quite go that far, but still, you might as well have.
1: Yeah, it, it does. A critter. Kind of... He turns into a critter. But a lot of this film, and I want to get into this in a second, um, but a lot of this, there was some really, really good uh, cinematography in this. I yeah, actually, I actually like,
0: really like the stuff. cinematography, yeah.
1: Especially around the Kiefer Sutherland character, because uh, at one point when he walks down into the abandoned um, subway station and he's chasing after what he sees just kind of out of the edge of his vision um, is this little Matthew character, which I think was his name, right? The little. No, Billy, I thought. Was it, Billy? it was Billy? Oh, Billy Mahoney. That's yeah, Billy was. Mahoney. That was it. Yep. Uh, Mahoney. He was actually the grandfather of uh, um, Sergeant Mahoney from the police, police academy. academy. He
0: was. He was. A little <laughs> known fact, people. A little known fact.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he, Keeper Sutherland's character sees
2: him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Go
1: ahead. I can't wait to do that movie. I know. we will to do all
0: of them. We're going to do a Police Academy series all the way up to Mission to Moscow.
1: That's our 2013.
0: Yeah, we're, no, 2018, where we're really be... desperate. Dude, we've done, like, Critters, all the Critters movies, all the What do we got left? Police Academy, Mission to Moscow. We're doing it. That's, that'll be our final episode. Mission <laughs> yeah. to Moscow. Oh,
1: how sad. Yes. <laughs> um, But young... <laughs> Young Mr. Mahoney Mm. um, is actually uh, kind of running off just on the edge of Kiefer Sutherland's vision. He walks down into this abandoned subway station, and the camera shot is – it goes like right up to an old uh, light bulb hanging down from a single wire, and it kind of pokes around the pillars, and it makes you feel like you're the one looking for this little kid. And the camera shots were just fantastic. And um, the other part of it, that I think, really uh, set the tone for this, which stands out, I think, in this movie more than any other that I've seen recently, is the colorizing of the different scenes. Mm-hmm. The so, light, yeah, the lighting. Yes. Yeah. So when when something happens that lends you to believe they are now in their dream state or their death state, it everything turns uh, you know a, a soft blue mm-hmm. or. Everything turns a, a red, a bright red for Julia Roberts' characters, and they take a normal scene, and then all of a sudden the lighting gets turned, and it all turns red. Yeah, it's a lot more stylized. Yes, yeah. but that actually worked. It didn't take me out of it. It, it for me, I thought that really the colors of when yeah. they move through different sequences um, really kind of work to put you in that in that scenario where, like with Kitty for Sutherland, when he starts having visions, mm-hmm. everything goes that that bluish color. Um, and it was practical. It wasn't like, it didn't feel like it was after effects. It felt like it was, they had, you know, blue lights and turned everything on to blue lights at that moment. Um,
0: Which of course, and, and the reason being is that the DP on this movie was saying with me, kids, Jan de to I'm just kidding. Peter, don't, don't beat me up. Yes. Jan is a uh, Dutch cinematographer. He's been around for quite some time. He's done, you know, um, uh, you know, a couple little movies uh, you might have heard of, like Die Hard, and yeah, you know, the Weapon movie or something, and it's Basic st- Instinct, you know, basic much stuff, inst- indie, indie, indie stuff, indie, indie. indie. He's very, yeah, he was big in the indie scene. Hunt for Red October, I believe it was called. <laughs> I think that was a big Sundance hit. Um, Black Rain, Joe. Leonard, uh, Part Six with Bill Cosby, and uh, who's that girl with Madonna? He did those back to back. That was a really a big year for him.
1: Okay, I'll give you who's that girl, because Are at you least really, at that point... Really? That, no, I'm not saying it's a good movie. It's got I'm Griffin Dunn in it, moment, and that's about the only thing
0: that's going for it.
1: it that's, at that moment, she was huge. So that was a big thing. What part of her? Oh, wait. Really? <laughs> yeah, her hair. <laughs> that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> You've seen Madonna, right?
0: No, I meant like I'd have to strap a two-by-four to your ass to- <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. Yon de burnt Wait, no, it's more like Yon 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 uh,
4: de, bon, de
1: Bon
0: De Bon De Bon
1: Uh Yeah, so he's done some. Have fantastic- you seen my
0: keys, keys? <laughs> we could drive out of here
1: here. <laughs> oh God, I love a Madonna <laughs> vagina joke. <laughs> Oh, it just brings me back to the whole Family Guy episode where <laughs> Stewie says to the hooker, oh, okay. so, is there any tread left on the tires? It's pretty much like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, God. Grow up, Joel and Jason. Oh. Yeah, that's never well, no, going
1: to happen. Please, please never. Yeah. So, Jan de Bont, yes, um, did some fantastic work. And we had talked about this a little bit um, earlier. We didn't talk about the movie itself, but we talked about whether or not – Um. It was the same person who did uh, Lost Boys because there were a lot of elements in this um, movie that looked like the Lost Boys in the shots. So the way that it flew over the field and actually one of them was pretty spot on was when Kiefer Sutherland himself was falling out of the tree. Yeah. Do you remember that? And they were blowing fans on him like he was falling slowly. looked just like the sequence when he was the vampire and kind of flying um, yep. Those two – he must have had serious deja vu, but the, the DP for Lost Boys was actually not Jan de Bont. No, it was not. No, it was not. Um, however, it was a – I dare say a fantastically more accomplished DP because he did Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and most recently uh, relevant to our show, Scrooged. That would be Michael Chapman.
0: Oh, so, shoot. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I was, right. I was I'm there going, who does the deep? Why don't I know this off the top of my head? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's and right. He, you know, because he also did um, The Fugitive, you know, with uh, uh, Harrison Ford. And, um, you know, he's done a bunch of stuff. But anyway, some of his big ones were obviously in the uh, late 70s. He did um, Raging Bull and uh, Taxi Driver. So, but So the shots were similar, but that was, I think, because of the – director not because of the D P.
0: So Yeah, and, well and of course we haven't even mentioned the fact that Joel did we say Joel Schumacher was the uh no. director? Yeah, I don't think they we've did been making all these references. The did we? Okay, I don't remember. Yeah, so Joel Schumacher of course did Lost Boys and a lot of ton crap ton of movies and, and some of them just crap. Um but uh, you <laughs> did like uh St. Elmo's Fire, uh Batman Forever, Batman and
1: Robin Batman <sighs> <I> and Robin <sighs> yeah. That's just wrong. Yeah, doesn't even Go there. I but lo- he did I lo- some, Yeah. What's he that? did some good ones. Lost Boys was a good one, mm-hmm. and San Fire. So I'll give him those.
0: Actually, I don't like San Fire, dude. I think that's an overrated ass movie. Just my opinion. I don't think it's totally one an of opinion. the best
1: of all time. I can never I finish it. it. I
0: can never finish it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of slow. Yep. Ah. Okay, here's the judge, though. Do you like On Golden Pond?
0: Um, I really was a big fan of On Golden Blonde. <laughs> um, but no, the one about the old folk. No offense to the old folks in the audience. It's the same. Jason's it's with the
1: same you. Type of thing. Yeah, I love that <laughs>
0: <laughs> In my day, we <laughs> didn't get, get on go. golden blonde.
2: <laughs> we didn't have any money for the blondes, so we'd get the bald hookers. What?
1: <laughs> oh mercy! <laughs> yeah. It's the same style not style. It's the same kind of slowly paced, um but builds to, you know, Well it's we drama. both know it's I don't a mind
0: a slowly paced film. I just thought St. Elmo's Fire was insipid and trite
1: and really dumb. Um <laughs> <just kidding>. uh- <laughs> isn't that exciting. It was it yeah, was kinda I, of- I,
0: I just I just one of those movies that just I think people – I think that movie is a classic case of C&D. Like, I think a lot of people think they love it, but if they really sat down to watch it other than that damn song – a couple of songs, you know? It, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. my yeah, opinion. true. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you something before we get off of the characters in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things I thought of as I was uh, watching it, I was tweeting out some, some things about the, how young a lot of these main characters look. Because obviously this is a pretty big cast. You've got Indeed Julia Roberts – in her heyday uh or actually as her in her you know Saturn 5 rocketeering to to stardom um period right, yeah, you,
0: but you know we both know what the peak was Mary Riley. that was the peak <laughs> <laughs> ouch oh, um. no no pre, porte or Pret-a-Portes or whatever i don't really think i remember that pos well besides the fact that robert altman directed it and i'm pretty confident he just needed a paycheck was that song? Remember that song from a Porte? No. Here come the hot stepper. Uh, word them oh, up. My God, the yes, geister, yes, yes. Him up. God, I, I love that to song. I have that single cassette. Of course you did. And you danced around in your BVPs. Oh,
1: that was awesome. You the little pictures of <sighs> Batman on them. <laughs> no, no. Um, Sorry, so... Spider Man. <laughs> of course, she was also in full frontal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I actually think and she's
0: oceans. aged very well. Actually, do you see her picture on IMDb? Recently, yeah.
1: You don't think she's? No, aged I well? do.
0: I think she actually is oh. more attractive now.
1: Um, I think she yes looks the same as she generally has. Um, I don't think she has aged much. Well, I,
0: don't you think know, I, I don't even know. What you mean. I mean, she looks more mature, and I think it suits her.
1: Yeah, I never thought she was a. And I don't mean she's ugly, so don't misinterpret this. But I never thought she was that. Oh, hold on, wait, wait, e-
0: I need a sound effect of a phone ringing, hold on,
1: bring, <laughs> bring. Uh, hello?
0: Um, yeah, hi, Uh. Pot? Uh, y- yes? Uh, this is Kettle calling. Uh, oh, oh, hey, Kettle, how's it going? Uh, it's going alright, um, I just called uh, to let you know uh, you're black.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, so I'm not as good-looking as Julia Roberts, <laughs> but uh, I think we're just about as hairy, Ooh, so... Yeah. About- <laughs> 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 no, I just never found her that attractive. You know, the whole pretty woman thing with her five-foot-wide mouth. I mean, it just... <laughs> I just didn't get it. Didn't like it. Her <laughs> mouth Sorry. is like Madonna's J JJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay oh. our first explicit tag folks <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here episode 55 ish oh,
0: oh.
1: oh. oh God. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i think she does look okay i'm not i'm not saying she's ugly not at all she is a fine looking woman i do woman. not
0: think she's ugly i do not she's a pretty woman jason
1: i'm crying dude <laughs> uh at all Not at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just didn't find her as the hot character, you know, uh, or hot actress in some of the characters she played. I mean, um, so, but in this one, I think she did a very good job. Actually, she and Kevin Bacon were my favorite actors in this movie. I think they uh, are definitely pulled off the character the best. They definitely Mm -hmm. pulled off the dialogue the best. I think they were the best um, emotionally in this movie. Kevin Bacon, I thought, hands down, was my favorite in this, but she actually pulled it off uh, fairly well, too. Because this could have been an easy. I think a, a lot of other female leads in this pulling off the my daddy killed himself, like, but she, I think, pulled off the kind of tough bitch kind of. Super that, or, yeah, but she never she
0: never seemed like. Yeah, you know I mean, she always, she does the thing about Julie Roberts to me is she always mm. seems somewhat aloof but never too cold. Like she seems like there's something yeah. you know below the surface and you know she's kind of hiding something, I guess you know, or or, or a little more introverted than you would assume she would be. But, yeah, introverted is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah but, but at the same – which is kind of interesting because, I mean, unlike Jason, I don't
1: think she's ugly. And <laughs> – <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Yeah, because in the movie they actually played her out to be – they kind of talked about um, uh, her being this cold, uh, she just needs a man kind of thing. Um, but she, she never really felt like – I mean she was not like a – like Merith from Fraser.
0: How awesome would that have been?
1: Yeah, I mean, she <laughs> wasn't like a completely cold fish. No, like li- kind no of Lilith.
0: Robin. I was thinking of Lilith. That, Lilith. Baby Newworth, the uh, Fraser's ex-wife. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, because yes. yeah, um, yeah. well, the one you mentioned, that's um, the brother's uh, wife that you never see, right?
1: That's Niles. Yeah, yeah Niles' no, wife. Yeah. Merith. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But, I mean, both of them kind of played that same style as was the— mm-hmm. um, You know, they were Uh, the the
0: ultra rich and
1: the snooty. And but they kind of made Julie Roberts' character, at least they tried to. They mentioned that she was that way, but she never really came across that way. She came across as someone like you said, more introverted, um, but still at some point very deep and passionate somewhere, but just not letting anybody in. But um I think she and Kevin Megan were the hands down the best actors in this. Keefer Sutherland, of course. Pulled out a fantastic role, and and um. Well, he's yeah, and
0: you know, I keep for something no matter what you think, dude. I, I love that guy because everything he's in,
1: absolutely, yeah, everything absolutely.
0: he's in. He plays similar. He's got a definite persona, but it's I don't know. He I always buy him in whatever he's in. So,
1: well, he's one of those people. I think that one of those actors, or maybe it's just the way he's cast, but his characters are very similar. But it's not one that. I personally get tired of like mm-hmm. between Lost Boys and this, his characters felt very similar. I mean, obviously in Lost Boys he's a bad guy, and in this one he's he's not. He's kind of the. Well, I
0: think try- they tried. They to make heroine. him. I, th- I think they made. I think they made him to be a bad guy. You don't think that?
1: Yeah, but it. But by the end, he gets redemption, and you know he's. Mm. It's okay. It's more like he's a tortured soul yeah. than he is a really bad <laughs> person. You know, he's he's trying to you know do something, but he gets kind of loses his way, but. I don't get tired of that character, I, him in twenty four. I mean, yeah. him and just he, the way he he's very acts. watchable. Yes, yeah, it, it doesn't wear you out. No, like, and and, and I don't something. know if
0: you agree with this point or not. I I'd say what because you just made that comment about him not being like the straight up bad guy. I really think that's perhaps the biggest flaw of this movie, because all things all joking aside, I actually mm-hmm. don't hate this movie. I mean, we're watching it. I could definitely see it. I mean, it came across as pretentious in parts, and it was a little. To trying to be arty for its own sake, but that being said, I really feel like the the bigger like if i'm gonna find like a a real problem with it was in the the storytelling because there really wasn't a clear-cut protagonist and antagonist kind of relationship because you you would assume okay like you said like okay it's key for the protagonist cuz in the end he's right. the one that finds redemption so it's kind of his story but then he's and also they the antagonist yeah so but and they do yeah. start with him so he's the protagonist but then who's the antagonist is it Billy is it the other doctors is it just is it man versus himself which i mean you can make that argument but in a movie this mainstream this stylized they usually don't go that internal with their conflict it's usually more cut dry and i really think that's inherently typically the problem with ensemble type movies or any any ensemble piece is that it's very difficult to have your clear-cut protagonist and then your supporting cast and give them a sense of being on equal footing in the storytelling but at the same time make sure you maintain the focus of where the story is going in the arc that that, you know that's taking place i don't know if you agree with that but that was just kind of how i took it
1: yeah i i i would have to agree and actually when i thought about i I like this movie a whole lot more than I remember liking it, you know, back in the day. And that's not to say I didn't like it back in the day, but I don't remember liking it as much as I did. There were definite elements, just like, ah, that's awful convenient, and nah, that seems kind of neatly wrapped up with a bow. But I could have easily seen this movie, like uh, Billy Baldwin's character, for example. Um, you know, Doctor Hurley. I could have easily seen him actually being killed or some kind of event happening to kind of give him his just desserts, mm-hmm. and being okay with that. I
0: actually think that's probably another flaw. I think you hit on that. I think I think another flaw in this movie is that nobody did actually die-die,
1: like stay dead. And I think that it, it needed that. It
0: needed a dark moment where—
1: it, it did. Yeah. Because, you know, we brought up in the beginning that there was the issue of their. they all have their different sins, and they go to great lengths in the storytelling of this to— differentiate, I feel, the difference between which were real sins and which Mm -hmm. were Mm self-imposed and which were actually choices. So Kiefer Sutherland's, which is the most involved story, is really a, well, it was really, he was a bad kid, but it was an accident. He didn't mean to kill that boy. So his redemption is going to be much harder to come by. Mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon's, Mm -hmm. uh, he was just mean and he actually owned up to it. But it almost felt like there should be some part of this morality tale where Billy Baldwin, who was the one who wantonly and most recently. Yeah, it wasn't Kansas like he was a kid. Was their childhood. Yeah, exactly. No.
0: That's a good point. Yeah.
1: They actually opened the movie with, with a scene of Billy Baldwin doing this to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like that one actually, sh- I felt like there should have been some kind of moral punishment for him. And the worst thing that happens to him is his fiance breaks up with him. And that's kind of a short little clip. So, And
0: they really, I think, though, the other problem with that scene is they really kind of, I don't know subverted any power in it when they added that
1: wah-wah-wah-wah sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, though, there was one of those moments in this movie. That a... wah, wah wah Tell me if you—there was a, a moment, and it came with Oliver Platt's character.
0: Uh, when he talked about if he had gone and died, who would come back to chase him around?
1: Yeah, it's almost like at some point they had said, we're going to have all five of the main characters have their death experience. They're all five going to have their own burden to bear from their past. They're all five going to have to deal with this. But then last minute, or all four of them, I should say, then last minute, like, you know, we need kind of a fifth, kind of a funny character, somebody else to bring some levity to this. Let's just throw in Oliver Platt. Yep. And so they had to write in at some point that why he doesn't go through with it. So he's like, wow, it's a good thing I didn't go under because now I'd be chased by my 350-pound babysitter because I stole her salami sandwich. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that could have been horrifying. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> like,
1: well, that, uh, I think they could have left that line out. Like that was almost felt to me like a
3: wah-wah-wah. Yeah, wah, I, think, wah. I think it was
0: intended to be this moment of levity when, <laughs> when everything got dark when they finally realized what Kiefer had done or what Nelson had done. Yeah, and and I think, too, that this movie, I actually did like it when I was younger. I I remember I owned the VHS of it. Mm -hmm. And I've always been, I don't know why, guilty pleasure, whatever you want to call it, I know a lot of folks hate that phrase, but I mean it in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. That those early 90s, and I mean like 90 through like 93, maybe 94, but that definitely early 90 window where you had what I call these sort of um, urban, um, everyday life, thrillers that weren't horror movies but they were definitely suspense thrillers where it were, there was always an other so you had like yeah. this one because this one like you said this one really isn't supernatural it's more psychological because as it turns yes. out it's kind of in their head and and then obviously you had movies like Hand the Rocks of Cradle and you yep. had um uh, there was one that was that definitely had more of a supernatural vibe to it but it was like the Guardian that uh, William Friedkin directed I mean, there was just a you know the tie that binds uh, Unlawful Entry was a I love Unlawful Entry first off has Kurt Russell mm-hmm. and Madeline Stowe and, uh, and Ray Liotta, who's pretty much just makes me poop oh, my I pants when I look at him because like, I'm confident he would do to me just because I looked at him funny what he does to the guy in Goodfellas. You remember that scene? I love that scene. One of the greatest, most intense scenes the guy's been hitting on his girlfriend played Ballerine Bracco, and he just walks up and just pistol whips this guy with a snub nose 38. Do you remember that moment? Yes. Oh please. my god! And I'm pretty confident Ray Liotta does that every weekend just to yes. keep in shape because he's awesome yeah <laughs> so um i'm totally joking i don't actually think really does that please really don't come do that to me please don't. Okay. so yeah yes. so anyway, that kind continue. of movie you know, type where it was always like yes. it like, turns out oh the cop you can't you know the the nanny The it, it, it definitely there seemed to be a string of them yes and and i don't know i just have a i have a thing for that early night yeah kind of like urban suburban thriller not really horror but definitely psychological thrillers
1: and it didn't go into like the supernatural thriller i love that this movie didn't go into that i Mm -hmm. like that this kind of kept it at they weren't crazy but this definitely opened something up in their deep dark recesses of their mind and the way that they told the story was super effective in that they didn't give any of that away until way into the movie so you Mm -hmm. kind of went along blind not knowing if Are these ghosts? Did they really bring sins Mm -hmm. back? Are they bringing back demons? Until you really – they start to kind of play it out that this is really something just kind of stuck in their minds that they're all obsessed over. But they've buried it very deep because they're these overachieving you know, med students or whatever. So
0: um, I really – go ahead.
1: No, I I really, really liked it more than I thought. Like I said, there were a couple of moments that I thought, okay, that was a little easy. But I did like it, and I thought it was color – um mentally colored very well and I, I kinda I kinda dug on that. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean I like I said, I mean it, it was definitely not a perfect movie, but it is entertaining for what it was and, mm-hmm. and it definitely had wonderfully cheesy lines like today's a good day to die. Um yeah. okay, hold on just real quick, I just want to I just want to bust out with a couple of these that was one of my one of my dreams for this episode was to uh was to definitely go into the flatliners quote box just for a second. <laughs> yes. Um let's see here. Today's a good day to die. You bring the equipment, I'll bring my balls.
1: <laughs> yes, of course. Which is a Jack Bauer phrase, I think he yeah, actually uses he that. Yeah, he might have. For, uh, uh,
0: yeah. Hurley says to Labraccio, that was the Kevin Bacon character, and uh, Hurley was the um, Bal- Is that a Baldwin character?
1: That's Billy Baldwin's character, yeah. yep. He
0: says, I don't know. Not thinking about the past or the future. I don't know, it's difficult to explain. Maybe impossible. And then David says, yeah, dying is quite that way. <laughs> and then Randy Steckel, that is the uh oliver platt character says oliver platt yep i did not come to medical school to murder my classmates no matter how deranged they might be <laughs> oh wait my personal favorite somehow we've brought our sins back physically and they're pissed <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what i will say if any other group of actors and actresses deliver those lines, they probably would have been lame. But I think the fact that they had the right mix at the right time, they didn't feel ridiculous Okay,
0: um, This is going to probably require me to do some post, and I don't care. <laughs> I'm now going to read the exchange between young Winnie and the, the adult David Labraccio. <laughs> hey, hey, Felatio, got a match? Well, I do. Your face and my ass. Your breath made a buffalo farts. Uh, do I know you? You don't know jack shit. Butt wipe, needle dick, cock bite, jack off, limp wrist, corn hole, banana breath, shit bird, bird turd, turd face, kiss ass, brown nose, macho wimp, limp dick, fart face, tire merchant. What the hell's a tire merchant? That was me uh, editorializing. <laughs> What's the matter? Gonna cry? Come on. Cry, baby, baby. Cry, cry, cry. Shit face, rat, turd, ass licking, son of a bitch. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yes. That is what... <laughs> and that... I got to
1: say, she doesn't skip a beat when Dude, she, drops she is
0: badass. I was like thinking the whole time, I was like, how is she his... Like, she's freaking awesome. Is I would have like yeah. just stood up and started clapping for her. God dang, that, that's impressive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, I'm sure as you heard that, it was more like beep,
1: beep, 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 beep. <laughs> that was a fantastic scene though I love that that's another one mm-hmm. of those moments where he kind of zones out so that was good good stuff <laughs> good stuff so, so I have a question for yes, you yes uh, before we wrap this up it's my last thing mm-hmm. when I'm watching this I was thinking about I for- I'd i forgotten you know what other movies and when some of these folks had done uh their big movies obviously Julia Roberts uh, Kevin Bacon had done Footloose earlier and we talked about Kiefer Sutherland doing The Lost Boys yes the Lost Boys was what year? 87. Okay. And Flatliners was what year?
0: 1990.
1: Okay. We have 3 years in between there mm-hmm. without IMDB being
0: it. Okay. I'm not I'm putting it I'm putting it down. I actually have my sound card up but I am putting it down. This is why we need to do a webcam to like, like proof stuff. Okay. Yeah,
1: now, um, I believe you. Okay. I trust you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, first of all, how many movies Hold do you on, think I'm he scrolling did Hold on, through. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> how many <laughs> movies do you think he did in between those two Lost Boys and three. Flatliners? No, okay, okay. he
0: did ten. What? Oh, I bet you I know what one of them was. Was um... no,
1: I'm sorry. Correction, eleven. Can you name any three of oh. those eleven movies he did between? One Lost of them Boys was with one, well,
0: one of them was with Dennis Hopper. He plays an FBI agent, and Dennis Hopper is a hippie flashback. It's one
1: of them? Yes, 1990 flashback. Okay,
0: but well, do you consider that between the two.
1: Yes, that is between the two. Okay, okay, it's I. It, it is earlier in the 1990s. Oh, okay,
0: so. I get you. Okay, okay. Um... That's
1: one. Another one we've done an episode on. Let me Doc.
0: Hollywood, no. Um, oh, Young Guns. Yeah, it was the 87, yeah. Um, Young Guns. I, I wanted to say Stand By Me, but that was 86, so I know it wasn't Stand By Me.
1: Nope, it was not Stand uh, By Me. 88,
0: 89. I said, he did flashback. I'm trying to visualize. 3
1: 88. Wow, did he? He did one in eighty nine. It Was eighty nine?
0: Act- was eighty? No, ninety was flashback. You said right?
1: Yes. He actually did one, two, three, four in eighty seven. Wow, that's a big and year. And Lost Boys was the first.
0: Hmm. Give me a second. Uh, mm-hmm. Were any of them comedies other than Flashback?
1: Uh, yes, actually, there was one. He was not the star, but he was. Uh, um, he was in. It was a. Michael J. Fox movie?
0: Uh, not Doc Hollywood.
1: Nope. <sighs>
0: Hold on. Everybody's on the other side going, "Ah, who gives a crap?" <laughs> um, was there one? Was 1969? You- did 1969 come out that year? You got it. Dude, yeah, 1969's with Robert Downey Jr. Right?
1: Yep. Ah. Very good. Now the one with Michael J. Fox. You, also to be fair, started-
0: you, gave, you gave me Young Guns though. If we're being fair.
1: Yeah, I did help. But the one with Michael J. Fox also had Phoebe Cates. Does that help? Oh, Secret of My Success? No. Mm-hmm. Similar, but no. Bright Lights, Big City.
0: Oh, that was my, okay, I was going to go with that one. Okay,
1: So here's his list. He did Lost Boys in early 87. Okay. Promised Land. Dead Night doesn't even ring a bell. The Killing Time.
0: I've heard of it, never seen it.
1: Crazy Moon.
0: Heard of it, never seen it.
1: Bright Lights, Big City. Seen it. Young Guns. Of course.
0: 1969. Yep. Renegades know of it but never saw it
1: flashback yep chicago joe and the showgirl never you even just, heard of you it
0: pretty much just made that one up
1: <laughs> no i swear to god he <laughs> he played carl holton and young guns too oh he did dr- dr- the dr- sequel to young guns
0: in the in between those two yeah
1: yes did young guns and the sequel for flatliners now after flatliners he still did um the voice in uh nutcracker prince uh um um, animated feature in 1990 so technically between 87 and 1990 he did 14 movies in those that's four impressive. years yeah that's pretty impressive so yeah. anyway that's the last one to say about flatliners so
0: okay jay so would you like to uh, roll into our movie picks uh, i think that's a good idea yeah And we will go, and of course, thanks to our buddy Hammond for that awesome music. And I know it's 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 been without our toilet flush and our plunger (laughs) sound effect. I I need to, (laughs) I need to. It saves us an extra ten seconds. That's true. It does. Yes, and we'll go ahead and let's make these uh, quick because we have a few voicemails to go into, Mm -hmm. and
1: um, I pretty much don't want to have to add it other than my beep 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 beep.
0: So, uh, (laughs) Jason, what was your pick?
1: So I uh, I actually went with another Joel Schumacher movie, and I looked at his list, and I swear I knew to God, some if you pick them...
0: mine, I'm going to come through this microphone. No.
1: <laughs> I didn't. I, I hope I didn't. Anyway, um, but I was looking through his list, and I'm like scrolling down, like, oh yeah, I've seen those. Oh gosh, yeah, I know that one. Duh, duh. I got to his very first feature film. Mm.
4: 1981.
0: Is this directed or when he was a uh, – was he was a, like a production designer, an art designer for a while, right?
1: Yes. No, his first art directed character. feature. Okay. And I remember this movie very well, and I remember this being a huge uh, – I loved this movie when I was a kid. The Incredible Shrinking Woman.
0: Oh, he directed that?
1: Yes, oh, he did. Crap,
0: with uh, Lily Tomlin, right?
1: Yes, Lily Tomlin and Charles Grodin. Mm-hmm. And this is basically the story of Lily Tomlin who – she uh, picks up all these different chemicals from the grocery store and accidentally mixes them together and is exposed to them. And what it causes throughout the entire movie is her to slowly, slowly shrink down to the size of like you know, like a foot tall. I don't know. Or even smaller than that actually because she's like – but there's a lot of pratfalls about her you know, not being able to reach things. And then as she gets smaller, she actually falls into things. And it's, it's a cute, funny movie. I have not seen it, and I swear to god, 25 years.
0: We need to do that one. Because I used to love that that movie, too.
1: But I used to love it, and I saw that, and I thought, oh, my, I had no idea he had done that movie. And um, I like Charles Grodin, especially um, in this movie, and I like Lily Tomlin. I remember her. So I thought, I've got to see this again. And uh, I I read it, you know, read the storyline and everything back. And so this, to me, was a very, very good memory. Now, this could be a perfect, perfect case of CND, Mm -hmm. and we watch it and think – Oh my God, that was awful! But uh, I thought it was funny and cute, and I guess maybe kind of you know appealing to a child. But still, I really enjoyed it when I watched it. So, um, 1981, The Incredible Shrinking Woman.
0: Very very cool. And my that wasn't pick... your pick, was it? No, it wasn't. Obviously, based on my level, of like, oh crap, he directed that. <laughs> <laughs> no, my pick is 1993's Falling Down, which he also directed. Ugh. Obviously, we both decided to be lazy and just do director of this
1: <laughs> week. But there's like a lot of there's a lot of good ones to pick from
0: like Batman and Robin and Batman forever.
1: I thought you were doing Batman and Robin. I swear
0: you totally thought I was going to do. That. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't even do it in jest. Oh, God. The moment that Batman and Robin are like in outside, either in like Earth's orbit and they jump out of the capsule and they surf down in the door. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm so done.
1: No, no. The best part is when they are standing on the outside of the metal island, and Chris O'Donnell says, "Holy rusted bat, be- holy rusted metal, Batman." He's like, "What did you say?" He said, "Well, it's metal. It's rusted and full of holes." Yeah, so
0: see, we're being ironic by explaining it now. Uh, Batman uh, goes meta. <laughs> oh,
1: God. No, I actually swear I thought you were going to pick phone booth. Did you really? Nah. Yeah, yeah, because we've talked about that yeah. a little bit. You liked it. Yeah, I, I did, did. I
0: did. I did like phone booth. I, li- I like self-contained thrillers. You know, like actually it was just. Uh, our, 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 buddy, our buddy Ben on on the on the Twitter, uh, he he and I had a little exchange about Rear Window, and I'm a huge fan of uh-huh. that kind of suspense thriller. So yeah, we
1: talked about Frozen and the mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, too, so basically so.
0: you hate those movies and I like them.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, but in Falling <laughs> Down, of course, Michael Douglas plays a gentleman. In the trailer, they said his name, but I always remembered oh, the only thing you ever know him by is D Fens, which is on his license plate. Right. And he's like, I guess, some kind of like bureaucratic, like he works for like a defense contractor. Well, one day while in L.A. traffic, it's really hot. He has no air conditioning and he pretty much just snaps and walks away from his <laughs> car. And you can tell from the trailer, if you watch the trailer, um, he's mad as hell and not taking it anymore. It's one of those kind of movies.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And I always enjoyed it. He's got Robert Duvall in it, who's one of my top, definitely my top three favorite actors of all time. I love Robert Duvall. And obviously, Michael Douglas is actually, ironically, probably one of his more likable characters, (laughs) even though he does some pretty horrible things, because unfortunately, usually when Michael Douglas is playing a quote unquote normal guy, uh, he's he's more like the uh, Billy Baldwin Hurley character from uh, Flatliners than
1: uh, Romancing the Stone. Yeah, I like
0: him in Romancing the Stone. Okay, so Romancing the Stone and Falling Down. I like him as an actor. I, Michael Douglas is weird to me because it's like I love him as an actor, but, guy, yes, like Fatal Attraction, he's
1: such a deep act. Oh, yeah, that one was awful. But what's the one he did with Demi Moore? Um, oh, Disclosure? Yeah,
0: he wasn't bad at Disclosure. that. Although it's, yeah, that I was mean, a Michael Crichton book. Yeah, yeah. That, movie, that movie was a little ridiculous, though, really? Yeah, it's, okay. it is a
1: little uh, But Falling Down, he actually, I like him in Falling Down, or his character, I should say, better than I like Robert Duvall's character in this.
0: Yeah, I mean, but like, I don't really care. Robert Duvall could pretty much just stand there and like pick it well, peeling paint. That would <laughs> have been fine.
1: Um
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh it's a good movie. It's got Barbara Hershey in it and uh mm. it you know, Joe Schumacher directed it. Uh interestingly it did I, I caught in the um I'm kind of I am cheating now. I'm officially on IMDb. Uh but Kimberly <laughs> Scott, the one who played uh Winnie, the one that Kevin Bacon goes and apologizes to. Yep. She yep. had a part in this. As did let me see if I can get his name. Dugga, dugga, dugga. scrolling down, where'd he go? I saw his picture and now I'm losing it. The guy who played um, Julie Roberts' dad. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Benjamin Moten or Mountain. He is the uh, he he's a character in this as well. So All right, yeah. So uh, you know, it's an entertaining movie. I also picked it because and <laughs> I wanted to just pitch. As Jason just saw the trailer for a new movie called "God Bless America," written <laughs> and directed by the one and only Bobcat Goldthwait.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: It, Go, go ahead, and Jason. Tell them. To, I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy starring in it.
1: Oh, um, yeah. He was the guy from. Oh, on, I forget it.
0: I for- come on. You can do it. Come on. Come on. <sighs> one crazy I don't remember. Summer.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. One crazy summer. It is. His, uh... his, his,
0: his, his, I'll give you a hint. He might be related to Bill Murray. And he might have my first name.
1: <laughs> Joel
0: Murray? Yes. In fact, it stars Joel Murray.
1: Oh, hey, I got it. Yes. yes, I knew he was a Murray brother. I just was trying to remember what movie we talked about that he was in. Yes, was which one was our summer.
0: episode 23, right? Yeah, I think we did episode, Yeah, we did. Of course, that was yep. our wonderful montage tribute. Yes.
1: Too, yes. I think <laughs> but you need it, a montage. <laughs> I got to tell you, watching this trailer, um, first of all, for those of you who are listening, please go watch the trailer. It's red band.
0: It's not safe for work.
1: Please do not watch it at work. Do not watch it with your children. And I would probably say do not watch it with your significant other unless they have a sense of humor that fits in.
0: We dropped you on Skype. You there, buddy?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You just dropped out for a second there. You said unless it's and then it was like you're left us hanging. Okay. Sorry. That's
1: okay. Um, I would not watch this with your significant other unless their sense of humor is that of alignment with, say, Hobo uh, with a shot.
0: Yeah, or, or us. <laughs> um, yeah, if you yes. saw Super or are familiar with Super, which Jason and I have seen, I'd say this looks like Super meets Falling Down.
1: Yes, because uh, Joel and I actually had the grand pleasure of watching Super um, starring Rain Wilson in the theaters because it did its circuit with uh, film festivals, which – I don't think this movie ever is going to see the light of a uh, theater again, other than those what? circuits.
0: <laughs> yes, but yeah. God bless America. That, that, that was the reason why I picked Falling Down, because it, it, having watched that trailer, I felt inspired to mention Falling Down. So, yes, yeah, on it's, that note. is
2: highly violent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an understatement.
0: So, Jason, would you like to get into a little feedback?
2: Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek? Star Wars? Harry Potter? Do you consider yourself a browncoat or a Twihard? Are you into cosplaying? LARPing? A furry? Can you speak Klingon or Elvish? Can you name all the doctors and their companions? You just love football or can't get enough of your favorite music group? Then this podcast is for you, Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I sit down with a fanboy or fangirl and discuss their fandom and how it affects their daily lives. Be it geeky, sporty, or musical, fandoms can span a wide range of people. So come subscribe to Confessions of a Fanboy on iTunes. Or visit us online at confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and take a listen to fellow fans talk about the love for their fandom.
0: How about we go to our buddy, our chum, our pal from across the pond. Is it? Is, the, is it? It's
3: Mags! Hi, guys. It's Mags just calling in about. Told I didn't get a chance to watch the movie again before, um, before you record the podcast tonight, unfortunately, which uh, I'm kind of gutted by because um, I think I probably would have had a serious case of CND going on. I remember seeing this when I was probably 13, 14 for the first time and being really, really impressed by it. Um, It was kind of dark, it was kind of gothic, you had all these really angsty characters, one of whom was Keith Sullivan who I adored at the time. And I just really remember liking it, but I really really liked it, probably because I didn't really understand it. I think if I saw it now, and certainly reading through the um, the synopsis on Wikipedia, and watching the trailer on YouTube, I kind of thought it's a bit pretentious and overblown, probably doesn't make any much sense. And I think I probably would have just found the characters really, really irritating. Performance-wise, also, I didn't watch it, and I never thought Oliver Platt would become one of my favourite character actors. And I'd quite like to see it again, just to see, you know, if he was as good then as he is now. I certainly prefer him now to Keith Sunder or Kevin Bacon. And they were the only ones I was really interested in watching back when I was about 14. Not a lot to say, apart from that. I mean, Joel Schumacher. He's kind of he's kind of irritating because when he's good he's good. Um, he's actually responsible for quite a lot of CND. I think for most people certainly uh, with Saint Always Fire, the Lost Boys still stands up. I think and maybe a time to kill, but everything else is sort of fairly pap. Thank you for covering it. Um, I do hope I will get a chance to watch it again soon. And um, I'll talk to you both later. Bye.
0: Damn, I love her accent.
1: <laughs> I do <did> too. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, I, I I like Oliver Platt, and I think this was one of those that when I saw this again, I thought the same thing that Mags did. I never thought I would end up liking him as much as I did uh, going forward, but I mm-hmm. think he really— um, And then you, know, you saw in... Lake Placid. Well, <laughs> you didn't like Oh, that? I love Lake Placid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. <Awesome. laughs> a Steve Miner
0: joint. Yeah, And, of course, I forgot and, about Time to Kill. That's actually a good movie, too.
1: Yeah, and, and Three Musketeers? I love yeah, okay. you. know uh-huh. it had Rebecca so. De
0: Mornay in it. Mm. Oh. Close yeah. your eyes and <laughs>
1: sail away. Rock that cradle. <laughs> <laughs> the hand that
0: <laughs> rocked my what?
1: Yeah, see, I would sleep with her, but not near her. <laughs> That's a <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, when I fall asleep near her, anywhere, yeah. no, she scares me.
0: Indeed, yes. And now, a newbie to the podcast. Our new buddy Noah.
2: Hey, Forgotten Flicks guys, this is TV's Noah from plus2comedy.com, and uh, just calling to talk to you a little bit about Flatliners, a uh, very important movie in uh, movie history in terms of the Kevin Bacon game. Uh, you know, Flatliners helps you to link up Joan, uh, Cusack, John Cusack and. Uh, uh, and countless others that I can't think of off the top of my head. Robin Williams, One Link. There's another one. Uh, Colin Farrell, One Link. Very important movie in movie history. Uh, also very important movie in uh, the history of dog acting. Uh, I think there's some of the best uh, dog acting takes place uh, in <laughs> Flatliners. Big fan of that. Uh, I just uh, I always thought the message of Flatliners was strange, where. Uh, a guy who, as a kid, really didn't know better, probably should have been a little bit parented a little bit better, accidentally kills a kid, and he's the main bad guy. But an adult who tapes women while he has sex with them, it's bad, but not quite as bad as that little kid that didn't know better that threw rocks, and that kid accidentally fell out of the tree. Uh, I just thought that was a weird way of, uh, doing the story of Flatliners and uh, you know Jason I know it would be uh, one of your worst fears to have to die and then see all the women that you slept with uh, cause then you'd be alone <laughs> alright guys keep the podcast going I love it I
0: didn't tell Jason about that beforehand
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yowch <laughs> I totally when Noah.
0: He, when he started that a dude, I was like, "What is why?" Oh, that was a See, Noah's stand-up comic, man, that was brilliant. Totally please. set it up, set it up, set it up by Boom, nailed you.
1: Hey, don't make me pull out the JFFL again.
0: Oh, yeah, please, please don't. You don't want to see that that JFL JFFL. It's <laughs> it's it's rashy. It's. Uh...
2: Oh, Jason, we love you so much. And just remember all the earthly practice evil.
0: Yes uh thank you Noah and of course Noah gave my 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 frail ego a wonderful uh a stroke by uh and I left that part off originally but wanting to he wants to start a pod, comedy podcast which I think would be fan freaking fantastic especially if he does a lot of uh, Jason jokes um <laughs>
1: Of course, thank you very much. I'm here all week. Oops. Yes, of
0: course, of course. Uh, and uh, but he wanted to know, like you know, if I could help him out with some podcasting uh, stuff, so and equipment and whatnot. So yeah, if so anybody else out there that wants to uh, know about podcasting, I'm more than happy to help you. Um, I love this stuff, and uh, you know, if you
1: want freebies and want to make Joel gush on the air, all you have to do is ask him about podcast. Pretty much,
0: so. it, it's very. I'm very easy. It's very easy to stroke my easy. ego. Stroke. Yep. Yep. Um, and and then last and certainly not least, especially since his original voice was seven minutes long, and I had to cut it down to two. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Tom the
4: fanboy. Hey, this is Tom the fanboy reporting in. So I just got done with Flatliners. Um, it's a movie that I saw lots of commercials for back when it was in theaters, and it really got my attention. And uh, I was really curious uh, what was hap- what was going on in it, even though it wasn't really the kind of movie that appealed to me back then. Uh, that was a movie that I caught up with during my Rated-R catch-up in college. However, I, I don't really remember more than the first 20 minutes of or so of it. I don't remember ever getting very far, maybe because other people interrupted me or maybe because um, I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time and we had better things to do. <laughs> Uh, I'm a fan of the whole gothic-punk style that was popular in the 90s uh, and later, but it it, it makes sense for them to be hiding out in the ruined building. They clearly showed it was under construction, and it makes sense for the experiments, but not the rest of the school, like where the classroom was, all the big art frescoes. There are a lot of things thrown in there that seemed like they were supposed to set the tone or the ambiance, but not really do anything else like the weird wall of rubber gloves in the back of the laboratory where they're doing the experiments, or the midnight bicycle race that nearly runs Kiefer Sutherland's character over near the end of Act One. I mean, it's it's (laughs) fine to have something that sets the mood or builds tension, but filmmakers always have to be careful not to distract the audience from the story. You know, a little fog or smoke enhances the mood and looks cool, even if it's indoors for some reason. I mean, it makes the lighting sort of stand out. You get the nice shafts of sunlight and shadows. But when you see it bubbling out of a patch of ground, Evil Dead style, it it ruins it. Anyway, overall, I I did like the movie. I have to say that Joel Schumacher did a a fine job with the film as a director. But that just makes his work on Batman all the more unforgivable. (laughs) This is Tom the Fanboy, signing off.
0: You know what, Tom? Say what you will. Thanks to Joel Schumacher, Batman's costume got
1: nipples. (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh yeah
1: oh yes. man oh, god that that's an atrocity <laughs> yes well and tom i do want
0: to thank you tom actually had very very valid good points um but as per usual on the show jason i don't know how to shut the hell up so um <laughs> the, yeah, to yes
1: good that. points and actually i i thought that was in the beginning a a cool um sort of montage of the different uh, statues throughout the architecture that set it up, but it did feel a little odd. And it, other than the one, um, I guess, professor that was leading the, the dissection of the cadavers, yes. there really weren't any other college people. She, like, was, the, uh, she
0: was the only one. Yeah, like she there weren't the any dean. other deans she or admin. She was Oh, the, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was her this school. Let's see. Yep. Yep.
1: Well, one person. I got it. I got it.
0: That, kind that makes of sense. Now. It's that kind of school, Jay. So on that kind of <laughs> note, do you actually? Before we do our contact, I do want to say <clears throat> uh, special thanks to Jv if JVmail.com, JVmail.com. dot com. dot com. I want to. You've
1: ask. got questions. They've got answers.
0: Indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. So go to JVmail.com. dot com. So thank him for the spoiler alerts, and of course our buddy Kevin Spencer, who gives us the awesome. You know, show note art and the you know kick ass banner we've got on the top of our site—all this stuff—courtesy of one Mister Kevin Spencer at Inkspatters.com. dot com. And I am going to start uh, pitching this uh, for Mister Kevin because you know I'm cool like that. Uh, he is going to be a vendor at Monster Mania Con. If you're in the Cherry Hills section of uh, New Jersey, or Cherry Hill, excuse me. Obviously, I've been there a lot. <laughs> and it's between Q like Gardens. Yeah, it's a Q Q Gardens. Which, by the way, Daryl completely explained that to us, and um, we're yeah, not we we're to. not going to tell you. No, no.
1: you got to check out the Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, our Facebook page. But we'll get to that. Yes, from March 9th to eleventh, um, there'll be some other people there, like I don't know, like Robert England and Clive Barker and Anthony Michael Hall and Michael Rooker and some other people. But the big story is Kevin Spencer will be there selling his kick ass <laughs> art. So get there, support him, support independent artists. Come on, people, get with the program. So, yes, he so will be at Monster Mania Con. And um, so, Jay, contact notes, uh, voicemail, um, whatever you like to talk about here. Yeah.
1: You know, talk
0: amongst yourselves, yeah. please. You know, really, okay. really, really big shoe. <laughs> really big
4: shoe.
1: Yes, please give us a call. We have an amazing month uh, and series of movies coming up. Um, check out the website. You'll see the movies we've got on the docket and give us a call with your thoughts on the movies. We try and give you enough uh, forewarnings so you can watch the movie. Although, Mags, poor thing, they just got Netflix over there. So, you know, I can't speak for the CEO of Netflix, but uh, everybody yeah, else. I wonder gives where we get call.
0: the snarky label from, Grooms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was totally you Hello. No, probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably (laughs) Um, give us a call anytime with your thoughts on the movies we're going to be covering or movies we've already covered uh, at 206-203-0491. And as I mentioned, be sure and check us out on the Facebook page. Uh, We have both the forgotten flicks podcast page. We also have the forgotten flicks um podcast group in which we kind of go back and forth and you can post your thoughts about stuff there as well.
0: Indeed. Thank you. And we have the forgottenflicks.com site. And uh, you know, doing updates to it here and there. I'm gonna be uh probably changing some of the look and feel of how that that puppy flows here in the near future. So you know come by and check us out. Get the obviously podcast episodes there. You can also get the podcast episodes off iTunes and possibly Zune. I don't know. I haven't checked it recently Never mind, I was gonna something very snarky. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to because I'd actually like gotta, to be on there.
1: Maybe no, we'd be... like to call Bill Gates and we gotta say, listen, you know, come if we're Bill, not on there, on soon is nothing.
0: Come on, Bill. Soon
1: is nothing. Yeah.
0: So also we are on Twitter and I am forgotten Jason is Flicks Sidekick. And uh, on that, note, Jay, any final words? Oh,
1: today is a good day to die.